Hello, everyone, and welcome on into The Swoop, a BGSU sports podcast created by students and Falcon Media, the student-run media organization here at Bowling Green State University. My name is Shane Nissen, the sports director for Falcon Media, and today I am joined by two great reporters and Drew Turhall and Hayden Kincaid. Playoff time has approached us. Both the women's and men's basketball teams are getting set to compete in the MAC tournament this week. We'll fill you in with all the brackets and times they'll be playing, as well as how they have been playing coming into the tournament. Hockey is also in playoff action this week. They'll host a home playoff series as well. We'll talk about the keys for them heading into the big weekend. Finally, volleyball made history this past week, and we'll talk about how they did it. All of this and more is coming up next on The Swoop. We will start off with men's basketball, who suffered an a tough eighty-four to or yeah, eighty-four to seventy-nine overtime loss to Miami on Senior Night Tuesday. It was a crazy game. Uh, the Falcons originally thought that they won in regulation after a tip-in by Caleb Fields at the buzzer, but the replay revealed that the game clock stopped at zero point seven seconds. It froze, uh, didn't go on, so the shot was not counted, and and it sent the teams into overtime. Uh, where the Falcons eventually fell. Daquan Plowden and Trey Diggs each had 19 to lead the Falcons in that game. Uh, the Falcons were set to play Ohio on Friday to end their season, but the game was canceled due to COVID cases within uh, the Bobcat program. So uh, that, that that overtime loss to Miami ended up being their last game of the season uh, as they head into the MAC tournament. And that loss to the Red Hawks marks a sweep by the Red Hawks uh, against the, the Falcons on the season. Um, and before we get into the Mac, uh, the upcoming Mac tournament, which is coming up here, uh, we'll, we'll uh, obviously this week, we'll, we'll talk about that a lot more uh, later, but we're going to start by asking you this, Hayden. I mean, and, and this is kind of actually related to the Mac tournament. So I guess we are talking about the Mac tournament a little bit, but you know, it was a close loss overtime. Uh, to, to a Miami team who is one of the top eight teams in the in the conference, they'll be playing uh, in Cleveland this week. What do you think a close loss like this to end the season means for the Falcons heading into the postseason play? I believe uh, a close loss like this. Uh, it's weird because usually you have a close loss um, against one of the better teams in the MAC. You, you you feel good about it. You're going into the the tournament with a little bit of momentum in a game that you felt like you you had the chance to win but that's a game where you thought you would won the game and then you end up losing it so that's a, it's kind of tricky with that type of scenario i would i would say that they they feel good they uh, i mean they went on a four game winning streak before that game they they beat some some heavyweights in the mac going into that game and they should have beat that one so i if I would feel like they have confidence going into this week or into this week with the MAC tournament, but I'm that's it's it's a weird situation where uh, you don't really see something like that often, and you don't really know how that's going to affect a team that was supposed to win the MAC, went on a, a skid through the middle of the season, and then was able to figure it out there late in the season. 
Yeah, it's a, I agree with you. It's almost like a teeter-totter. You don't really know what this team's going to do. You've seen the defense improve. We talked about that on, on last week's podcast, uh, you know, with wins, as you mentioned, over, over teams like Akron and Toledo. Uh, you know, big wins that, you know, really kind of starting to seem like the Falcons were getting back on track, going right into the uh, the postseason. And it's not to say that this game was a bad game for the Falcons. They uh, you know, they, they played Miami tough and Miami's a good team. They let Miami score 96 in regulation in the first time they played them. Uh, they scored 84 in overtime in this one. Bowling Green just couldn't make enough shots uh, in this game to overcome them. So I, I still think, you know, if you're looking at it, I, think, I still think, you know, obviously it, it, you know, it flattens out a little bit, but it's going up. Um, you know, stock is up on the Falcons uh, coming into this tournament still uh, because they, they had played so well against teams like Akron. Uh, so, it, you know, I think that th- this is a, it's a, a bump in the road for sure. You, you wanted to win that game. You wanted to keep that win streak going into the MAC tournament, potentially even get a higher seed. Uh, but they didn't. They're the number six seed. And as Hayden said, they were picked to win the tournament. Uh, and it's a disappointing year for them, no doubt. But uh, we will see what they can do. Now all that's erased. Now, you know, you go into the MAC tournament, you have a chance to win the MAC tournament and the the, the long drought uh, that, that, you know, everyone knows about at this point uh, that, that Justin Turner has, you know, constantly said that he's going to try and end, or that was his main goal, to try to end that drought. Uh, and win a MAC tournament and get to the NCAA tournament, they have a chance to do that. Uh, and and the way this team plays offensively, they can 100% win three games and 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 take that MAC title. Uh, we know that they can. Um, we've seen the skill that they have. Uh, they they they, they, they played all season. And that road, as uh, I talked about, is going to start against Akron. And as we talked about before, uh, uh, the, the Falcons beat Akron. Uh, uh, as I had just talked about, the Falcons beat Akron and Lauren Christian Jackson, um, the, the reigning Mac player of the year, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and before I move on to Akron, actually, for the full recap against uh, Miami, for the goal, full game recap against Miami, uh, you can head over to BG Falcon Media, uh, where we're going to have, where we have, we're not going to have, we already have, we have highlights uh, and a full recap of that game. Uh, so yeah, head over to BG Falcon Media if you want to read more about that Miami game. But we're going to move on to uh, the MAC tournament, as I kind of introed there. But uh, they're they're set to start uh, the postseason on Thursday at Rocket at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, home of the uh, the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they're the sixth seed, as I mentioned. They'll face a three seed Akron uh, in the last game of uh, the Thursday slate of games uh, for the men's uh, side of the tournament. Uh, the, the games are set to start at 11 a.m. that morning, so you can probably expect oh, around 6 o'clock. Uh, hard to say how long each game is going to run, but it's the last game. It's the final game uh, of the, the four-game slate uh, there for the men's tournament on Thursday, uh, and they're going to go against Akron. BGSU split in the regular season against Akron. The first loss came against uh, the Zips on January 19th at home, 69 to 57. That was really kind of the beginning of that really bad skid for the Falcons there in the middle of the season. Uh, and then uh, the win came about two weeks ago on February 26th on the road, 83 to 71. In that win, last year's MAC Player of the Year, Lauren Christian Jackson, scored 29 points and shot the ball 20 times. Their next leading scorers for the Zips was the next leading scorer for the Zips was Enrique Freeman, who scored eight points. Uh, he only shot the ball five times, I believe. They had a player shoot with the ball 11 times, so a really a lot of high volume shooting by. 
uh, lower Christian Jackson and, and a lot of scoring, but it was able, they were able to kind of hold everyone else in check. Uh, and Drew, we know that Christian Jackson is probably the best player in the Mac. I mean, he leads the conference in scoring with 22 points per game. He's second in assists with 6.3. You know, is that a key for the Falcons coming into this one to understand that Christian Jackson is going to score a lot of points, but, you know, limiting, you know, is it a key for them to kind of let him do what he's going to do? Uh, you know, he's going to score. He's one of the best scorers uh, in the Mac. Uh, he, he won player of the year last year. Is that a key uh, for them to, to let him do that? But then uh, focus on limiting his uh, supporting cast. I think it is going to be a big key for them if they want to pull up the upset because, you know, Lauren Je- Christian Jackson is going to get his own, whether it's going to be scoring or even getting to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big thing for them because they could be frustrated if he's going to go in, drive to the hoop, and just draw fouls on them. Mm-hmm. They just need to stay calm on defense, worry about everyone else. You know, you can do the best you can against Jackson, but as long as you can hold everyone else in check, keep your composure, and just keep your head in the game, then they all have the shot to beat Akron. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw, and they gave me, as I just explained, against uh, Akron a couple of weeks ago on the road, uh, this is a team that the Bowling Green Falcons can beat. We saw it two weeks ago, uh, it, you know, and like I said, this is a team that has a lot of offense. Daquan Plowden, uh, Justin Turner, Trey Diggs, all very good scorers. Caden Matheny has been coming on late. Josiah Fulton's been a really nice add off the bench. Uh, you know, they, they've, they played really well. And, uh, you know, it's uh, at times, and, and, and for most of the year on offense, a lot of the, even, even, in the, in, even in the stretch, they, they had a lot of good offensive moments. It was just the defense they couldn't figure out. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think we know that this team can do it, uh, and the, the road starts against Akron, and as Drew explained, and as I uh, talked about, a big key will be kind of limiting Christian Jackson uh, to, to, you know, not, not should not will be lim- or will be holding Christian Jackson uh, and slowing him down a little bit, but also more importantly, just not letting the others, uh, anyone else, go crazy because you know you, you have enough to worry about with Christian Jackson. You cannot let anyone else. Um, really beat you. I mean, he, I mean, Christian Jackson. You, you know, you, you got to go into mindset with Christian Jackson. Going to have to score forty for him to be for 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 him to beat us. And you know, he, even for a guy like Christian Jackson, he's averaging twenty two points a game. That's tough. You know, that's a, that's a that's a career game if he can do that. But you know, you gotta. That's kind of I think the mindset the Bulls are going to have going into that game. Uh, so as I said, uh, the last game on Thursday against Akron. And uh, before we end talking about men's basketball, I do want to ask Hayden a question, get his kind of uh, thoughts on, on Bowling Green heading into the MAC, MAC tournament. You know, Hayden, what do you think the most important thing is for, for the BDSU men heading uh, into the tournament? Well, this, the, this team is currently in a position where unless you make a deep run, you're probably not getting into um, a postseason tournament. Yes. And, um, I mean, the the most important thing I think for them is to just win the tournament. They they know that they, well they they had have the ability to do it. They were the preseason favors to do it, and they um, sit in a position where um, they lose six in a row. Yep. And they are um, considered to be like a, I would say a sleeper in this tournament that mm-hmm. it's a team you can't take lightly. They, they have the ability to shoot the ball and if their defense is on point on a night, you're not going to beat them. So uh, I, th- this is a team that you, you want to win the tournament and um, 
hopefully that's something that they that they're shooting for. That's probably the most important if you want if you want to get into any sort of postseason tournament. Yeah, and they they know like you said like the defense is a big key. It has been all year. We, we've hammered on it, um, and. Uh, when the defense is playing well, it's really hard to beat this team. But the problem is that the defense is playing very well that often. Uh, and, you know, we know that, you know, uh, you know, this team, like I said, uh, is, is good enough uh, to make it uh, and, and to go far in the tournament. So we'll have to see again. Uh, last game on Thursday for the men, that game can be seen on uh, ESPN plus if they win, uh, that game against Akron, they will then take on the winner of Buffalo, who's the number two seed in Miami. Uh, the other games uh, on Thursday that day are number one seed Toledo uh, against Ball State and number four Kent State against number five Ohio. And Ohio, it seems like, will play, even though they just had COVID problems on Friday. But it seems like uh, I haven't heard anything that, you know, that game's going to be forfeited or what's going on. So I'm assuming they, they will play uh, on Thursday. That's the second game. Uh, and each game is 30 minutes following, uh, you know, the previous game. So uh, whenever the Toledo Ball State game, which is the first game on, on Thursday, ends at 11 a.m. Uh, well, it starts at 11 a.m. Whenever that game ends, 30 minutes following, uh, the next game will, will take place. Uh, so we will keep an eye out. And if they win, uh, as I said, they'll play the winner of Buffalo uh, versus Miami. Uh, if they win, they'll be on CBS at, uh, CBS Sports Network on Friday. That game will be at 7.30 uh, is what they have on CBS Sports Network uh, from Cleveland. And if they would happen to win that game and get to the championship, the championship is on ESPN2 uh, on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. So that is a slate for the men's basketball tournament. And let's go on over to the women's basketball tournament. Uh, they are going to be in action in Cleveland this week as well. Uh, they were also in action the past week, even more than what the men were. Men had one game since we uh, last spoke. The woman, uh, on the other hand, have had three games. They clinched a MAC title, a MAC regular season championship against uh, Akron on last, uh, not, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before that. Uh, they with a 79 to 64 is their first MAC regular season title since 2014. Uh, then uh, coming back to the Stroh on Wednesday, they defeated Kent State, and after that game, they cut uh, the Nets down uh, for their regular season title. They won against Kent State 82 to 65 on uh, on that Wednesday, and then uh, the following this past Saturday, they played Buffalo. Uh, and they fell to the Bulls in overtime. The Bulls have swept. So that there's two teams uh, that the Falcons uh, have been swept by this year, Northern Illinois and Buffalo. Uh, the Falcons fell in that one at home, 69-68 uh, to, to wrap up their regular uh, season. And first I want to start off with those two wins um, against Akron and, and Kent State and, and uh, you know, just being able to cut down the Nats and – uh, and, and win, you know, a right which is win something for the first time really since 2014. Uh, Hayden, what do you think it meant for, for this BGSU Falcons team to cut down the Nets uh, on Wednesday and achieve something that really, I, I mean, no one outside of that locker room, and I bet you there were some people in that locker room that, that didn't think this uh, level of improvement was possible this year. What do you think it meant for them 
to, to achieve uh, such a feat uh, as they did this season in the cut on the Nats. Um, it's something that is, you, it's just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you are a team that you're still considered to be in your rebuild. You go through a season where you're expected to be bottom two or three in the conference. And then you ended up, you end up winning it by a game and a half. And it's so surreal. Um, you are counted out even through the season when you're on this tre- tremendous three, four, five game winning streaks. And the, the, um, the media is still like, Oh, the, the pen's going to drop sometime. Like it's going to, they're going to, the bottom's going to come out. They're going to, they're going to go back to the Bowling Green that we're expecting to, to have happen. And it just never does. And you've, you've turned a season that was supposed to be a bottom feeder team and not much going through or looking forward to for this season as something you were going to be looking forward to for next season and the following season you turned that into a season that's just of just completely um, blowing the expectations out of the water. And you, you're, you're in a position where you, you can make the, the tournament and really make a name for, for Robin Fralick as a, as a um, NCAA coach. Yeah. And, and for, for Robin Fralick, I mean, how much of this, you know, you think boils down to, to her leadership of this team? I mean, they, you know, Robin had a, a couple of really good programs. I believe she went 104 and three at Ashland uh, D2 school before uh, coming to Bowling Green. Um, two bad years, obviously. And then now this good year, I mean, how much can be attributed to, to, to Robin Fraley and her leadership, uh, you know, to really kind of getting this, this rebuild uh, jump started? Yeah, it's, it's, uh completely due to her leadership she she takes a team that's not her her players she didn't she didn't really recruit any of them uh when she came in she she knew she was fighting an uphill battle with this team and it was in the position that they were in and it was a bottom feeder team when she got here and she even though this year was supposed to be the year she's finally getting her recruits in they still she she turned around a a group of uh, women that weren't weren't playing to their fullest potential made them play to their full fullest potential that she she made them into a, a powerhouse team this season and it, you can attribute all of the success that this team has this season to robin Fralick. and drew i i want to move over to you i mean and, and talk about that that game on saturday the home loss to buffalo you were at the game you, you did a a really good recap of that game on bgfalconmedia.com uh, give me a rundown of what happened in that game. The Falcons trailed for most of it, and and, and they trailed big at halftime, 32-16, to 16, uh, but nearly were able to pull off the comeback. What was your takeaway from that game, and what do you think it means for the Falcons as they head in uh, to the MAC tournament? I think the thing that really stood out was they just started off so flat. They just could not buy a bucket in the first two quarters in the first half. Even then, they couldn't even get free points. They missed all their free throws in the first half. Yeah, 0 for 6. And they just, somehow they just went to halftime, kind of got together, you know. They were down 16 and a half. They were down at one point 20. So just for them to come out and then they got the offense going in the third, but still their defense just wasn't there in the third. It kind of let Buffalo kind of go around on offense. But then in that fourth quarter, kind of like the switch turned on. They... We're still producing on offense. They were getting the turnovers they needed. 
and that just kind of jumpstarts the run to at least tie up the game. Uh, you know, they did have three chances at the end of the game. I think one in regulation, twice in overtime to get the win. Uh, they just didn't fall. Uh, maybe if they made their free throws, it would be a different game. But for them to be in that position when they were down big, they, they were down before at the beginning of the season, but not like that. And for them to come back really is kind of a confidence booster that they could com- they can really compete no matter what against these top teams in the MAC. Yeah, and it's kind of just indicative of this whole season for them. I mean, they 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 were down uh, at the beginning of the season. Before coming into the season, they were down like you know before they even played a game. You know, people didn't expect them to be good. Uh, their backs were almost against a wall. Uh, it was Robin Fredrick's third year. She's supposed to be this really great coach, and they come in um, and they're back against the wall. You know, you know, metaphorically, they're they're down big because you know the past two seasons, and you know they clawed their way through a, a season. That was just incredible. One that no one saw coming, uh, and that that game against Buffalo, while it didn't end up, you know, with the win, uh, Buffalo is a team that's made the MAC tournament, um, the, the you know a lot in, in in recent history here in the MAC, and to see this team compete and, and come down from such a big lead against a top quality team, which is indicative of this whole season. And it just proves even further, if, if everything, you know, if watching that team cut down the nets on Tuesday or on, on Wednesday, didn't prove to you that this team was legit, then that game against Buffalo should have, because being able to compete with a team of Buffalo's caliber, being down by 16 and a half and still, you know, almost winning the game. I mean, that's just, astounding and it's just you know it's really indicative of where this team is uh and how far they have come uh and they will play in the mac tournament uh on wednesday um and you know again they'll be the first game they're the number one seed so they'll be the first game they start at 11 a.m on wednesday uh at rocker mortgage uh field house for the first game of you know, the whole week between both the men's and the women's tournament. Um, and the game will go – or the, they will go up against the number eight seed, uh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, and to go, you know, to find, you know, the last matchup with the Eagles uh, this season, we have to go all the way back to December 11th. That was the first Mac game of the season, first Mac win of the season uh, for the Falcons. It was a close game. The Falcons only won 71-64 to 64 in the contest. Lexi Fleming led all scorers with 21 points. Uh, Angela Perry had 19. And Drew, I'll stay with you. The, the Eagles come into the tournament on a three-game losing streak, um, dating back to February 24th when they lost to now 6-15 and 15 Western Michigan. They lost that game 66-56. to 50, 56. Bowling Green is obviously the favorite. They're the one seed. Eastern Michigan is the eight uh, in, in this game. Uh, but what is going to be important for them to, to make sure that they aren't upset in this first round of the tournament? I think the most important thing is, I think it is to get to a better start than you have in the past this season. Because we've seen times, not just against Buffalo Saturday, but also throughout the season, we see them come off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. And I think one important thing against Eastern is going to be, they're going to be excited. You know, it's the MAC tournament now. They're the one seed. They're going to go out. The journal is going to be pumping, I, I would imagine. So if they can come out to a fast start and a good start, then I have more confidence that they can maybe falter a little bit, but then they can come back because the max tournament is going to be a whole different beast than the regular season. So as long as they can get to a good start, 
then they should be able to take care of business against Eastern. Yeah, uh, and as I said, that game will start at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. It will kick off the whole week uh, for for the Mac, uh, both men's and women's tournament. And it is uh, important to know, uh, not that I want to note it, but uh, the last time the Falcons were the number one seed in the Mac tournament was back in 2014. Uh, they lost their first game of the tournament to number eight seed Ball State back then, 73 to 55. Still went to uh, the NIT tournament and actually made it to the the final four of the NIT that season. So it was a really talented team, just something I, – I wasn't there. I was in high school at that point. I, I don't know what happened, but obviously something uh, happened with that team that was obviously very good, number one seed, uh, regular season champions back then. Uh, so uh, – but, you know, you just hope that that history doesn't repeat itself coming in to this week and we'll go through the rest of the MAC tournament schedule for the women as well, just as we did for the men, of course, Bowling Green taking on Eastern Michigan, uh, Buffalo's a four seed. They'll take on the five seed Kent state central Michigan's a two seed. They'll take on the seven seed Northern Illinois and Ohio is the three seed. They'll take on the number six seed ball state. If the Falcons would win that first game against Eastern Michigan, they'll take on the winner of Buffalo and Kent state. Again, we just saw that game against Buffalo on Saturday. That'll be a tough one. The uh, Falcons have not beaten Buffalo this season. Uh, and, of course, they, they swept Kent State. Uh, and they will play the winner of that game at 10 o'clock a.m. on Friday. Uh, both of those games, quarterfinals and a semifinals, can be viewed on ESPN+. And if they win, uh, if they do get to the finals of this season, or, or of the MAC tournament, they will be playing at 11 a.m., so... All morning games potentially for, for, for Bowling Green, all AM games uh, for the Falcons potentially if, if they would run the table and go all the way to the championship. And that game, now the championship game will be aired on CBS Sports Network just as the semifinals and the finals will be for uh, the men's. But, yeah, the uh, excited for, for the MAC tournament, MAC basketball tournament, and, uh, you know, can't wait to see what these teams can do because we know that, both both the men and the woman, which hasn't we haven't been able to say, haven't been able to say since I've been here, because the the women have never really been a factor in the MAC tournament. Um, uh, you know, with both of the men and the woman have a legitimate shot of, of winning. Like I wouldn't be shocked if either team uh, won uh, the tournament. So it'll be exciting to see uh, what these two teams do as we head into the MAC tournament this week. And uh, basketball tournaments aren't the only thing happening this week. Hockey is also heading into their own tournament, w, the WCHA tournament, um, this week. Uh, they'll play – they're preparing for a home playoff series with Northern Michigan on Friday, Saturday, and if needed, Sunday. It's a three-game series, so if uh, they split the Friday and Saturday games, then they will have a deciding uh, winner-go-home match on Sunday. Uh, since we last spoke, the Falcons defeated Alabama Huntsville 4-2 to uh, on Sunday to wrap up their regular season, not, not uh, yesterday, right? we're recording this on Monday, not re- yesterday, but uh, the previous Sunday, they, they um, won that game four to two. Uh, and the, the Falcons have played the Wildcats, Northern Michigan, four times this season. First, they swept the Wildcats in the series back on January 15th and 16th, winning the first game five to one and the second six to two. The second game, uh, or the second time, the second series, I should say, the two teams matched up. It was a series just a few weeks ago on February 20th and 21st. First game was a 0-0 to tie. The second, 
Another explosive offensive outburst for Bowling Green, a 6-2 win for the Falcons. I talked with uh, the head coach, uh, the Falcons head coach, Ty Eigner, about the approaching series with the Wildcats, and here is what uh, some of what he had to say about the upcoming series. It's obviously been a long season. You guys didn't know that you, you were going to make it. it. You didn't know if you were going to make it this far. So, so how does it feel for, for you guys that you guys are preparing for uh, a home a WCHA playoff uh, a series? Yeah, you know, first of all, we, we, we realize how fortunate we are to have played 28 games up to this point. Um, so that that's something that we're very appreciative of. And then, you know, when, when we got started uh, and not knowing what this year would look like, one of the one of the goals for our group was to to host a, a playoff series uh, at home at Slater Family Arena here. And, and we've been able to do that, which is something that that means a lot to our players for sure. To have another opportunity to play here is, is something that they're very excited about. Yeah, and you're going against Northern Michigan. You played them four times this season already. I mean, how, how do you go about playing a team or preparing for a team uh, for, for the fifth and the sixth time? You know, I think you have to kind of sort of rely on your experience from past years and then also combine that with what's gone on this year. You know, in, in, a, in a normal year, there's a, there's a decent chance you could play somebody six times in, in our league. Um, this year, obviously, we only played everybody – twice in the league and then we were we were uh, given two non-conference series one of them happens to be for us happened to be against uh northern michigan so so we get to play them six times and so there's definitely some familiarity there and and um you know they're gonna obviously be able to know a lot about us and and, and be comfortable with with who we are and, and the same goes for us so i think our our biggest concern and how we prepare going into this week is we want to we want to. What we, our focus the last couple of weeks has been to make sure we're doing things in practice to give ourselves the best chance to be successful when the when the series starts on Friday. So we've been focusing on what we do and 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 how we need to do it and and trying to to be really good at, at the things that that we value and and then uh, give ourselves a chance to be ready to go on Friday. Yeah, and you guys have scored. 17 goals in four games against against these guys. What do you think in those games has made you guys so effective on offense? Yeah, you know, that's something that we, we've talked about. You know, um, you score 17 goals, which is a lot, and then one of the games is 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, so, yeah, so really I think games. it's kind of, it, you know, um, I think the, the two series that we had, I think Northern Michigan has was, was two different teams. You know, when we played them early in our building, uh, I think they were coming off of, COVID and their their practice schedule and their ability to to get together consistently wasn't great and and so they were a little bit different team and then when we went up there to play them in the series later in the year they had started to play pretty well and and they, their goaltending situation had settled in uh, they brought a young man in at Christmas and he'd been playing really well so uh, I think that was what you saw on Friday or the Saturday game up there. Both goalies, Eric Dopp and their guy played really, really well. And it was a zero zero tie. And then on, on Sunday in that series, uh, our guys just kind of hung with it. And, and then we really started to play. Once we got the lead, um, it was like uh, a weight, you know, came off our shoulders and our guys really started to go and, and confidence built. So our hope is that, that our guys feel confident going into the weekend because from an offensive perspective, we, we've had some games where we've been able to create offensive opportunities and 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 capitalize on some of those opportunities. So the, so the goal is is to kind of you know refer back to that and, and get back to playing and, and do the things we did in those games where we were able to to score some goals. 
uh, focus on doing those things again. Yeah. Uh, obviously, is the the SCA tournament, is that in the back of your guys' mind at all, the fact that you guys aren't for sure in? Is that giving you guys any extra motivation coming into this series? There, I think there's there's no question that it's, that it's in the back of people's minds because it's, it's something that's been on our, on our radar and something that is a goal of our guys. And what we've tried to talk about is, all right, you know, our goals were to, to try to win the regular season championship, which, which we weren't able to do in Minnesota state was. And, and then, you know, the next goal is to try to win the, the, the playoff championship, which is still in front of us. And so in order to be able to do that, um, you need to, take care of business this weekend. So our, our focus is, is on, on Friday and, and being as ready as we can be on Friday. And, and then uh, after Friday, we'll focus on Saturday. And then if you advance into the tournament and, and you can win a couple more games, now you put yourself in a position to you either uh, by winning the playoffs, you guarantee yourself an automatic bid into the tournament because you've, you've gotten the uh, automatic qualifier or you've played well enough over the course of the regular season and in the playoffs to give yourself a, an opportunity to have an at-large bid. So it's certainly something that um, we understand that we're a team that, that is under consideration right now, but we're certainly not a team that that uh, can afford to, to rest and think we're aut automatically in it. So we've got to continue to play and, and put ourselves in a position where we, uh, we build the best resume possible. And how do you guys feel about the fact that there's going to be a, a, a small number more fans uh, in, the, in the arena for, for the series? Well, I think, the, you know, anytime we can add people into our building, it's a positive. And, and we've been able to have, you know, up to 300 in our building all year long, which is better than what most of the teams in our league have been able to do. So we're, we're certainly appreciative of that. And, and now to be able to, to double that and, and have uh, in excess of 600 will be a good thing because it's just more of our fans to get an opportunity to watch our guys play. And so that that's all positive for sure. We're, we're excited about that. All right, Coach. I think it's all I need from you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Shane. Yeah, no Have problem. a good yeah, week. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. And Hayden, you know, coming back from what Ty just said there, I want to get your talk or take on the upcoming series as well. Uh, the Falcons have defeated Northern Michigan by a combined score of seventeen to five this season. Seventeen goals in four games, and in and, and, and really three. Obviously, it's in four because they didn't score in one game, but they scored seventeen goals in three games. Um, that's a huge number, and and, and you know. What will be important for the Falcons to kind of keep that offensive production up against uh, uh, Northern Michigan, uh, who was a six seed uh, this weekend? Uh, what, what's going to be the key to keeping that offensive output against the Wildcats if they've had this season up? The the key to being able to continue that um, offensive output is really just to score one goal. Whenever they pull, whenever the Falcons play Northern Michigan or really anybody at the uh, at that they find a way to turn one goal into two or three goals really quick. Uh, they, they really are good at getting into the, the head of the opposing goaltender and really making them think about the shots that are going to be coming towards them from, from the Falcons. So they, they just need to find one way to get a goal to goal to go in. And once they do that, they, they're able to um, just, continue the onslaught that they that they've done pretty much all season to everyone except for of uh, uh really just minnesota state 
Yeah, Minnesota State, uh, they had a, a little bit of a bad series against Lake Superior State as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen it all year. The number three seed, which um, it's a little surprising. We, 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 for the whole year, we really thought they were going to be the number two, but they, they fall to the number three seed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, and I, I do want to get your take on this. The Falcons, too, Hayden, I, I do want to get your take on it. The, the Falcons come into the series as the – Number 13, or as number 13 in the USCHA poll, the latest one, I believe the final one. What are the chances that the Falcons make uh, the NCAA tournament uh, if they would lose this series? Uh, and, and in general, if they wouldn't win uh, the WCHA uh, championship? So um, they currently sit at 13, top 16 teams make it in. Yeah. Um, I believe that it's if you you win your tournament, you get an automatic bid. So yes, um, I expect most of those automatic bids to go to teams that are already towards the top of the the standings. Except for like, there's a few Big Ten teams up at the top, so only one of them is going to get it. But the other ones will get those those um, the uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, at large. Yeah, at large. At bid. large bid. That's what is it? I don't. That just didn't. But yeah, so th- those guys are going to get those at large bids. I if the, if Bowling Green loses uh, this weekend, I as long as they take one game, I don't expect them to fall from thirteen to seventeen. But that's assuming that nobody below them wins their tournament, gets hot, and make, wins the tournament. So it's it's kind of a 50 If if they if they end up losing this this series, then I don't ex- I don't expect it to be a fun wait for. Uh, uh, when the when the tournament is selected, so yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, at one point in the season, it seemed like the Falcons were almost a shoe in. Uh, you know, they, they got as high as number eight in the country uh, in the USCHO poll. So uh, you know, it seemed like they were shoe in. Now, you know, you're kind of in that go mode where, obviously, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not they were already going to be in or not. They still want to win the WCHA tournament. But now it's like you know there's even extra extra weight onto it because you know there's that that potential where if they don't win this series they might not get in so uh it's a big series uh for them obviously uh for more than one reason not just the fact that this is WCHA tournament uh and we will see what happens with there of course go to bgfalconmedia.com uh, afterwards uh for for highlights and, and recaps of uh, all of those games uh, potentially three games this weekend uh, we will be there. We'll be covering it. Uh, it's at home. And uh, another note too: the the, the athletics department uh, just announced before this game, or before I started, before before I referred to our podcast as a game, before we uh, started recording this podcast, that there will be increased attendance at the the Slater Family Ice Arena more than what they had been doing uh, throughout the regular season. And it's still there's still not going to be any general attendance, but they're going to let more students in. So. Hopefully that, that that helps the atmosphere a little bit and, and gets uh, the, the, this team going here in, in a big series against Northern Michigan. All right, we'll end off the show with volleyball, and you know volleyball is no slouch either. They, they've they've had a really good week as well, and no, they don't have any uh, MAC tournament coming up yet. That's still later on in the season, but uh, they have been uh, busy in the past week as well. They stayed perfect with two more wins against Central Michigan last week. Uh, the first game on Thursday was a three to nothing sweep. The second, a three to one win. Uh, the victories put the Falcons at 13 and 0, which breaks the record for the best start to a season uh, overall. And it ties the record for the best max start uh, 
Drew, I, I want to talk to you. You've been our, our, our guy for volleyball. You, you covered every single game. Drew, what, what were your takeaways from, from that record-breaking series with, with Chipper Walls and kind of what this means for the program to, to, to continue to set these records uh, that the Falcons have, have been setting this season? Just from a program standpoint, this team seems to be one of the – it's going to be the best under Coach Tolmich. Without a doubt, it's going mm-hmm. to be. But just for this, it means a lot for this program, considering how much success Coach Thomas has had early in her career here and now really having better success. And even though you may think it would be possible, but right now with how the season shook out, uh, you really do see this team is by far probably one of the top 30, 35 teams in the country. Just not talking about the top team in the MAC, just mm-hmm. in all conferences. But uh, this weekend or this past week against Central, it really seemed like they decided to adapt on offense. Mm-hmm. You saw at the beginning of the season that their whole offense was predicated on the outside hitters. They were going to get theirs, and they're going to be the main source of offense. And then you start started to see teams key off that. They're going to move up. They're going to try to force the outside hitter to try to hit towards the back of the court and try to force them to make a play. And sometimes it's not going to happen. Like Kayla Meyer, she's going to maybe sail one. Uh, Androva, she has a powerful arm. She's going to sail some. They're going to go get blocked because everyone's mm-hmm. going up close and right there in the path. So what we saw from the Central this week and also what we saw against Kent State was one good side of the attack the middle of the court. Because once teams are shifting and getting around, you're going to have Katie Kaywell come up the middle and she's going to have her pick of where she wants to hit it. She can go right down the middle. She can go to the side, hit the back. And that's going to open up this offense way more because that's going to be another thing to worry about. We also saw Hannah Lauby also because, you know, teams are going to be so focused on the edges that she can just go loft the ball up and get a point for the team. So I just think seeing this offense improve has really made this team more dangerous, even though what they are 13-0 breaking records, they're just going to get better. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's scary for the rest of the conference. And you mentioned there, you know, top 30 teams in the country. I mean, Drew, how close do you think this team is to potentially – I know there's a couple of different polls, but potentially, you know, being ranked uh, as one of the, the, the top 25 teams in the country. I mean, I mean, w- with the run they're going on, they, they, they've won 13 straight games to start the season. I mean, how, how close do you think they are to being kind of nationally recognized as, as you know, one of the top teams in the country? It's going to take them the – I think it, it's probably going to take them all the way till maybe that last week to do it because you look at the schedule, rest of the schedule, the last four teams the Falcons play, they're all near the bottom of the conference. Mm-hmm. They're the last four teams in the conference. Yeah. You know, Central was that last opportunity for a top team to kind of shake up the standings. But, I mean, if they're not ranked after the Central, it's going to be hard for them to be ranked right away in a week or so mm-hmm. because they're not going to play – high-quality competition compared to other teams in other conferences. So if they can go continue this run, you know, maybe we'll take them to sweep the rest of the season or maybe go four sets, maybe Mm -hmm. once or twice. But this team definitely seems like they deserve a top 25 ranking. And I think it's going to take at least Eastern, beating Eastern, beating Toledo, beating Akron for at least – a chance before they can cap off the season against Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, the, the Falcons will be back as 
through mentioning against one of the, of the bottom teams in the, in the MAC against Eastern Michigan on Thursday and Friday. The Eagles are six and six on the season. They're coming off a series split with Akron uh, last week. Uh, and, and and Drew, the, the target is now on the backs of the Falcons. It has been for a while now. Um, you know, really, I mean, kind of at the beginning of the season, everyone knew this team was going to be good. I, I don't think people knew they were going to be this good. I didn't think people expected them to be thirteen and zero, but. How do the Falcons continue to win games when they know that they're going to be getting every team's best shot? I just think their willingness to change up during the middle of games really helped them because you see at times they'll try out a lineup and they won't substitute a player for a while. But then once they feel like, okay, we need more offense, that's when they can bring in like the freshman, Katrina Trebikowska. She can come in. She's another powerful arm. You know, the only knock is that, you know, she can get you 17 kills in a game. She didn't get you 11 attacking errors. Mm. So, but that willingness to put her out on the court, knowing this is going to be the best for the team. And they're going to be able to switch up, try to adapt off what teams are doing. And while they had struggles initially a little bit at the beginning of a, maybe a third set to kind of improve, but them just being able to go out, adjust on the fly and go out and get the win. That's what they do best. They're just confident in each other. And, no matter what the teams throw at them, they're going to adjust and they're going to go get the win. Yeah, and that's kind of been the model. That's why they're 13-0 this season. Both of those games will start at 4 p.m. from uh, the Stroh Center. They're back home, uh, and they can either be seen. I, I, I looked on the schedule. You can get you can look on the schedule as, as the closer as the games approach. Um, they get, they'll be on either ESPN three or ESPN plus. So um, you can you can take a look at this, this Falcons team. And I, I, uh, I, I've been able to watch uh, some, not as much as Drew, but I've been able to watch and it's fun to watch. I mean, this team is, is legit. Uh, and with everything else the Falcons have uh, had this season, women's basketball doing what they're doing, hockey doing what they're doing. I mean, this, this might be the best team uh, program the Falcons have. And, and not to mention women's soccer who are two and all on the season already. Uh, and, and vying for back-to-back-to-back Mac championships. This volleyball team is, is legit. They have a chance to uh, really make waves in, in the country, and uh, they're a good watch. They might be the best program on campus right now, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good programs at Bowling Green right now. So that will do it for this week's edition of the Swoop. Uh, you know, we'd love to get to some of these other sports. Uh, baseball just won their first series. They're 2-4. and four. They, they won uh, the series against – James Madison this past Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, they they won the they won the they won the first game, lost the second, won the third game. They're two and four on the season, as I mentioned. So, women's soccer, they're started off that they'll be a big one. We'll probably talk about them later on uh, in the season as you know basketball and uh, hockey starts to end. But we'll definitely talk a little bit about uh, women's soccer here on the podcast. But they're two and zero oh, uh, on the season. Uh, they won against Akron. Um, <clears throat> on Thursday, and they won yesterday uh, against Ohio, I believe. Uh, so, a lot of stuff going on in in, in sports and BDSU sports right now. And we're, we're happy to talk about them here on the podcast. And as I said, that'll that'll do it for this week's edition. Uh, we have an exciting week ahead of us in Falcon Athletics with all the tournaments uh, that that are happening. Uh, we'll, we'll have the conclusion of the MAC basketball tournaments. We will not have the conclusion of the WCHA tournament, but uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, what these teams do. And um, as always, we encourage you to head over to bgfalconmedia.com for highlights for all of these games 
uh, as well as post and pregame coverage for all the games. Uh, so uh, we thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time on The Swoop.